your host, Glennie Peterman. Co-host to respond now. Hey, now. Uh, we're wrong about a lot of stuff recently, but we're right about a lot of stuff from far away. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> we got plenty to cover. So, you ready? Let's get into it. Yes. We each had our upset week picks. You picked, I picked LSU, lost in overtime, so I felt like, eh, it was kind of close, but, eh, no cigar. But you hit it right, nail on the head, Baylor. Upsetting Oklahoma 27-14 with the last second field goal for the tiebreaker scenario. Kind of and a dick do you move. Remember what I said, Baylor, but I saw other teams didn't. A field goal kicker. Field goal kicker. That's right. And he made him. Boy, it was good. But yeah, you got that one right for sure. Um, in terms of our individual picks, you got Oklahoma State correct at minus 13. You didn't lock it in, but you said Michigan State had a real good shot of beating them on Maryland. They got that right. And then out of all my picks, wah, 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 nothing. Um, but in terms of our dual locks, we got one of them correct, Virginia Tech. They covered the 11 and a half. Everyone else kind of close and different things, but most teams just failed us. I mean, there's no other good way to say it. We're going we're gonna to get to one team a little bit later, folks. We're going to hold on to that one because it's personal and dear to my heart. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Kentucky lets you down. They only – Win by 17, not 21. Utah completely lets us down. I mean, you're playing in Arizona. Arizona sucks. You should win by 30, and you can only win by nine. That's brutal. Brutal loss. And then UTSA, uh, you know, normally when you pick the big spreads, you should probably pick a power five team. I picked a group of five team. Not only did they not cover the spread at 33, they didn't even score 33. So, eh. When you're wrong, you're wrong. It is that's, what it is. That's where, I, I mean, Vegas always knows, but I also want to just sit there and be like, how can you be that off? Yeah, sometimes it gets a little wonky, but, you know, at the end of the day, we got to remember this. We, we're betting on 18, 19, and 20-year-old kids. You know, like I said, who showed up drunk? I mean, those kids want to go out and party and hang out like everybody else. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not outrageous to think that those kids might not show up for a game or have a letdown. So if the pros can do it, so can they, right? So anyway, that's a little bit of the, the action we covered. But for the most part, I mean, the team's near the top one, right? Georgia spanks Tennessee, even though the first half was close. But that game always is. Yeah. That, that's Again, that it's that SEC game. Like, looking back, I never should have locked in Alabama against LSU. Like, it was, it was too many points. If somebody had said 14 or under, I should have locked it in. But at the time, it was like 28 and a half. And there was no way that was ever happening because it's Alabama, LSU. And then you look at Tennessee and Georgia. Listen, Georgia's, we've, we've said this, they are the class above. They are. Star. And it was their defense. I mean, I sat there and watched the whole first half thinking, man, Tennessee's got a shot at this. And then all of a sudden, it just, when, the, when it unravels, it unravels against Georgia and they take advantage. And once halftime hit, and they were up by seven or 10 or whatever the score was, it was over. So Alabama spanked New Mexico State. They did cover the 51 and a half, which is unbelievable to me. Oregon played Washington State. They win by 14. Ohio State covers against Purdue at 28 points instead of 20. We were basically one possession away. Uh, Purdue had a couple of turnovers. Eh, we were close to not They had it in hand. They could have – at the end of the first half, it looked like, okay, Ohio State's going to save their team from the second half. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. And then just like you said, a couple of turnovers and, okay, well, 
They're, they're off. Yeah, they're off and running. So in terms of the college football rankings that will be coming out, and yes, folks, you, you can figure out the timeline on your own if we're saying it's not out yet. It should be the status quo, right? I, I don't expect to see any sort of changes in what they've said in, in last week's poll, correct? I mean, I don't. Their top six was Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, Ohio State, Oregon, and Notre Dame. It's Edward. not going to change, but some of it should. The best loss out of all of them is Notre Dame. Right. Because they lost to number two, Cincy, like in the polls. Right. Okay. Well, actually, Cincy is now three. Bama jumped them this past week in the AP poll. Oh, my apologies. Okay. But still, close yeah, enough. Yeah. Two, three. We get the point. It's a top three team. That's the best loss, but they're number six. That's a, that's where it gets puzzling for me, and that's I, – I get the feeling that Cincy's going to creep up towards the end of the season because you can't hold them out at this point. You just can't. No. And, yes, they keep saying it's going to be the best four teams. It's going to be the best four teams. You can't do it this year. The best four teams are not the usual best four teams. Ohio State is coming on strong. I'll give them that. Oregon looks like Cincinnati could beat them heads up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not the usual suspects, just like you said. And if there's ever a year you're going to let a group of five team in, it's the year where everybody else has fallen apart or has a couple losses to the resume. I mean, this is the year you put them in, right? I don't see why Cincinnati at 10-0 and 0 should – not and go over huh? the Golden Dome. Yep. And they won. Yeah, exactly. Everybody so. always complains that they don't play a signature win. Well, this team has it. And they by the also way, pushed Georgia last year in a in a bowl game on New Year's Day right. to the last two minutes of the game. There's you've got to reward somebody sometime and do it before the 12 teams gets kicked in. Do it yeah. beforehand to say, okay, you know what? It's gonna be fair. We're I'm with you on that. To reward greatness. Yeah, lockstep with you on that. And then not only that, but props to Notre Dame, by the way, because a lot of teams would see Cincinnati coming up the next year at home, and they would try to finagle their way out of that home game so it doesn't ruin their reputation or their mm-hmm. whatever. They've actually kept it on the schedule, and it's actually working in their advantage. So good good job by you. Again, yeah. they have the best loss. So at yeah. the end, and I do mean this, if, if it comes down to Oregon or Notre Dame, it's mm-hmm. going to be Notre Dame. All right. Well, we've got plenty of other things to talk about. We both are in agreement. There's a lot going on. So let's just get to it. There's two coaches at their current schools. One that started just this year. We should cover it real fast. Steve Sarkeesian down at Texas. He's in year one. You know, Saban at Alabama went six and six in year one, but look what he's built ever since. But Sarkeesian just lost in overtime to Kansas. <laughs> Where do you go from here if you're the Texas program? I, I don't know. Because I'll be honest with you, I thought about this over the weekend. Is there another school in Texas that Texas could beat right now? And I'm talking all the way down to a Division II Sam Houston. On a neutral site against other schools in Texas, can Texas beat them? And there's a lot more no's than there are yeses. They didn't beat Baylor. No. I'm going to go to it right now just so we can start. ish yeah, we, we can go and see what their schedule is specifically to see which Texas schools they have beaten this year. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's few and far between. They only have four wins on the year. And I know one of them was against UL uh, at the beginning of the year. Lafayette, yeah, see, so. that's, that's where the hope is. Like, there's, there's something right. there. Again, I've said this for how many weeks in a row. You can't change the culture year one. Right. You well, can put it on the right Texas. track. 
They beat three Texas schools, Rice, Texas Tech, and TCU, back to back to back. Rice doesn't count. Rice, yeah. Rice counts as much as North Texas does. Right. So Rice doesn't count. I mean, much. would they beat Rice, Texas State, North Texas, you know, the likes of those teams? Yeah. I'm sure they would. But once you get past that, okay, Texas Tech, TCU is in the middle. They beat both of them this year. Okay, cool. But can they beat Baylor? No, lost to Baylor. Could they beat AM? I'd say hell no. I mean, it's 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 looking grim. You got West Virginia at West Virginia and home for Kansas State. They could be four and eight in the first year with Sarkeesian. They their season turned in the Oklahoma game. Yeah, it did. They were on the rise. They they had momentum, and then that second half absolutely just murdered them. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the first time I can remember in a long time. They don't have any five-star recruits in their recruiting class right now. They have 15 four-stars and five three-stars. So they have 21 commits. They have 13 in the ESPN 300. So, granted, they're good players. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying they're not. But Well, we've talked about that. I mean, like, how many, yeah. how many really good players are getting out of one class? Three, four? Yeah, exactly. And, and they've got plenty of four-star guys on here that are listed. Plenty of them are going to be just fine. Um <laughs> At Texas, I just hope that Sarkeesian can coach them up so Texas can become a thing again. Because if not, he's not going to be he's not going to last here very long. Um, for anyone who ever watches like you know Friday Night Lights, and and I know it's a drama, and I understand all those things, but the people here in Texas take their their football very seriously at all levels. You need three years. Leash there. Yeah, if you don't have three, if you don't do it in three years, you're gone. Bye. See ya. I mean, that's just how it's been. Cover that. But the other one. I know is near and dear to your heart, and I'm sorry, but what's going on with Penn State? I'm conflicted. And, and I'm going to come at this with two questions for you. Ready? I'm gonna, I want you to answer two questions in particular. Cool. One, has the team given up on Franklin due to rumors? That's question one. And two, can Franklin actually succeed at a Power 5 school like Penn State, or does he need to go somewhere else? Go. First question, no. I it wasn't giving up on him. It was the Clifford injury that you're up 14 points at Iowa. Your quarterback of three, four years goes down arm in a sling. Yeah. The backup gets sidetracked. Right. right there. The backup uh, comes in, does nothing. You mm-hmm. lose that game. They rush Clifford back the game after, which I even said, don't throw him out there. His timing was off. It was horrible. We lose to Iowa, or I'm sorry, Illinois. Yep. Now, you go back and play a spirited game against Ohio State. Great game. You come back the week after and you beat Maryland. And Maryland beat us the year before. So, again, like that's, we didn't play bad against Michigan, but we had this conversation off pod. Like, on one end, I want Franklin gone. And on the other end, I don't because we have the number one recruiting class next year. Right. Did you know that? Okay. Oh, yeah. I knew it was We haven't really talked three. about it, you and I. So, like, it, I, it fluctuates sure. from time to time, but they, it's right. literally top three, and it's always been a like, top I hate three. to say this. Like, we almost have to keep him because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think after this, USC wants him. No, I don't if think I'm, so. If I'm LSU, I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. no. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too happy hard, about that. Hard, hard pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, he's not going anywhere else. Do you get rid of him? Well, you get rid of him, then you're you're sacrificing that recruiting class. So is he gone right. this year? No. Um, 
Yeah. But I think you say, okay, you get this recruiting class. We're going to give you two more years. Like you mm-hmm. have this conversation behind closed doors. Like, but I also think you pull them aside and say, stop getting inside your own head. Yes. I agree with You're that. You're fourth and, and one on the five. If I'm not mistaken, because again, I, I threw so many things at the TV, it's probably broken. When you're already in the lead and if you're not on the one or two yard line in a fourth and goal situation, you take the damn points. You don't hike it to your spotter or your placeholder and then ask your field goal kicker to get you the yard. You want to go for fourth and one, you either quarterback sneak it like a real team, i.e. the Patriots for years and years and years, or you hand it to a running back that's a stud. Now, we don't have that right this second. We've got two stud wide receivers. We've got a great quarterback, but... To give, to give your alternate play for not having a stud running back, naked bootleg or bootleg play of some sort with a receiver coming... Screen you know, receiver tight end coming across yes. the formation. Yes. But that's my point. You have yeah. options. Yeah, I, I, there's... I, and again, I'm not a coach, and I just came. I came up with two plays, and Lewis came up with one. I mean, that's that's. We well, don't I just feel like you lost dollars for this, but that's yeah, exactly. Again, so the fourth quarter, it, you know, to to cover the game specifically in the fourth quarter, you tie it up with seven minutes thirty five seconds. You score the touchdown in the two. Now it's fourteen all. Then you get the the strip sack fumble. And right then and there, you lost the game because you settled for three points when really you should have gone for the end zone. And I just – I didn't feel like they were aggressive enough in that moment, right in that moment. That's, see, that's the inconsistency. It's like, okay. Yeah, I agree. You know, when, you, when you gamble early on, and, and this is where in football, whether it's it hurts or there's college, if you don't take the points early on, you get scared later on. And mm-hmm. that's, that's yep. where – Oh man, I already made a mistake, so I can't make another one. No, that was you're right. We should have gone for the touchdown at that point, and that's mm-hmm. it did lose us the game. Yeah, and you know, I, I hate to say this, but like I know Harbaugh is a decent coach, but he ain't that good. No, I, I Franklin made him look like a ingenious again, and yeah, wholeheartedly agree with that, man. I mean, it's just <laughs> you just kind of shake your head and go, what, what, what more can we do to lose a game? But again, I, I mean, even if they have to toss him another couple million to get this recruiting class in and locked, I mean, yeah, maybe it works out for him. But again, you ask if he can do it at a power five. He went to Vanderbilt and was successful. He came to Penn State when we were in disarray, but not complete. Bradley had, had, had done good enough. Right. I'm just saying, I wonder if he's one of these guys who can always make a He's always going to make an NC State proud, you know, nine and three bowl yes. game. Yeah. But he's never going to do it at a Penn State, USC, LSU kind of thing. So only time will tell. You know, we got many years left of him coaching, and I think he's a good coach. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not slandering the man. He's a good person. He's a good coach. It's just, dude, you got to put it together at some point. I just and love that he comes like once a year and pretends to give an inspirational speech for him. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that. Well, we got one more uh, topic to cover, and it's about our coaching carousel. And after today's news, or I guess the last 24 hours news cycle, uh, Brendan, you hit your over, my friend. Um, The first one I'm going to cover is Fuente is out as the coach at Virginia Tech. But the second one that gets you to your over is Jimmy Lake was let go from Washington. For those who don't know, Washington won it back in 1960 when they played with, you know, paper helmets. But they did share a national title with Miami in 91. So 
you're going to take all of these schools. Here are the schools that are open right now that are former national champions, USC, LSU, Washington. And why don't you go ahead and cover, because we talked about this, is there going to be any of the major Florida schools that keep their head coach? That actually keep? No. Single one of them. Seriously. No, Florida, I mean, I mean, Florida, Florida literally wants to, to lynch mob Dan Mullen. Right. Um, I know that U of M was, the, or the U, was, was hurt this year. Mm-hmm. If there's a chance for a guy to, to keep his job, it's there. Um, FSU well, with a fire that spilled over onto some porta potties, uh-huh. then lit the firework factory on fire, and yeah. Leslie Nielsen came out and said, "Nothing to see here. Please disperse." Right. Well, um, I don't know if you saw Miami's athletic director got let go today too. So, oh, then Danny Diaz, gone. I'm gone. fairly certain you're gone. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm with you. So that was, Florida that was the one shot, and then Florida State. I mean, Norwell's there, but. He hasn't done anything to improve the culture. You're looking at three that are gone right now. And quite honestly, we are putting it in the tea leaves. We think all four, all three Florida schools are going to have new coaches. And there's there's these rumors swirling that Jimbo Fisher could move. It's possible, but I mean, that is, I don't see why Jimbo should leave. You want to talk about someone else has a great recruiting class coming in. Agreed. there's no point in leaving. I mean, someone's got to back up the Brinks truck and he already has 75 million for 10 years. I, I don't see a reason to leave. It would take a gargantuan contract to get I'm, him. I'm with you. I just, I mean, yeah. it, it, it keeps getting rumored that he would be Oh yeah. pushed towards LSU, you know, something along those lines. And I'm right. like, uh, okay. Why? And then the last, the last one we have, and we know it's, it's a little bit, you know, bittersweet for the OU fans. Um, you know, my family came into town and they're OU fans, like big time. And watching them watch the loss was like watching another kid in the neighborhood get, you know, spanked by their parents, where it's like, you know how bad it hurts. And yet you can't not see it because the game's still up, right? You're just watching them just getting more and more sad as the game continues. And so OU loses to Baylor. Is Riley a possibility? Could he leave? Where would he go? He, he wouldn't be fired, but leave is, I mean. He would leave on his own terms, quote unquote. Okay, you, right? t- you tell me right now, because this is a rumor that's swirling. Let's say Pete Carroll goes to USC. Right. Seattle calls Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I think they would. You got, you got Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. You don't make that. I don't see any reason why you couldn't. I wouldn't go to the SEC if I was Lincoln Riley because I'm going to look like a shitty coach after two years. Now, granted, the rest of the division is kind of tough, but maybe, maybe I'm going to I'm going to float my own little theory on Lincoln Riley. What if Aaron Rodgers leaves or retires? He's no longer in Green Bay. Detroit still sucks. Minnesota is iffy at best. How about you come coach uh, Justin Fields up here in Chicago? Because well, again, NFC North champs again, Lincoln. I, I would prefer it. that the organization be a little more steady, but yeah. I'm but I'm just there. saying, yep. if, if you're going to have a young coach bring you into a new stadium, the Bears might be a good destination. Young I coach, mean, young QB. Or you could wait for the Jets to be open again in 10 days. Yeah, you could, but with Chicago building the new stadium now, with that all kind of getting finalized, um, it, it's interesting. There's a lot of interesting moving parts. So, 
He would he would make a move to an NFL team. He would not take. I agree. I don't think he's going to go to USC just because for you know twelve million a year. He would have to go to the NFL. That would be my thought process there too. Oh. Awesome. Well, we've covered a lot. Um, anything else you can think of right now? I mean, I, I this this carnage has got to stop. I'm I'm over. Yeah. Well, we're into week eleven recap. We're done with that. We're gonna knock out uh, the second part when we do week twelve lines, but. We'll get to it and we'll let you guys know. So um, we'll catch you on the next section. Have a great day, guys.